Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, the flying ace on high and sky and high again, always till the day I die, John Wayne. That's right. Here I am. I am oh so happy to be back in the neon palace of sin here in fabulous downtown Las Vegas, Nevada, Nevada. I, it's Nevada. I, I called it Nevada once and I got chastised, uh, but whatever. I don't care. I don't play by your rules, Nevada. Anyway, that's where I am. I'm happy to be home where I live and reside because <clears throat> I've been out on the road for a long, long time, for four weeks, actually. I've been out there, and I've been checking in with you guys, letting you know what's going on. But, uh, you know, we were going to stay out another week, but we we, we uh, decided to come home. We had to come home and take care of some stuff. It was fortuitous because it's good to be home right now, I have to say. little recharge there. Never hurts at all. I am uh, coming to you live from the office. Yes, here at, at the Neon Palace of Sin. I am... Uh, I'm drinking a smoothie, like a smoothie that the lovely Scarlet has prepared for me. Um, and then I have, of course, Grandpappy's medicine alert. I, um, yes, I am smoking, and I just, I, I smoked right before I hit record, and now I'm, <clears throat> uh, I think I'm just don't even know what the hell's going on anymore because. Uh, I stopped on my way. Uh, just I just got in last night. I know this is coming out on a Friday, and that's weird, but that's okay because we're doing it. I just got in last night, uh, you know, late last night, and and uh, I'm getting everything together here. Uh, but on the way back, I was coming through the deserts, and uh, in Arizona, stopped in Flagstaff, and <clears throat> excuse me, stopped at this one dispensary that we've been to uh, a couple of times, and. Uh, I wish I could remember its name, but it doesn't matter. They they charge me for a bag, so I don't have to plug them. But this is great. The guy actually, I'm I'm just fucking around. The bar, the bud tender that I talked to was very nice and knowledgeable, uh, because I was there to get these like we looked it up on the way. These infused like kind of joints that that they had there, because we're just looking at their selection uh, on um, weed maps uh, on the way there as I was approaching, and they had these you know, some of these last infused, like 52%, you know, fucking fuck you up type of shit. And, uh, so I was like, that's when I want to try, you know, those are, that's the shit I'm trying to, trying to get with. So, um, we stop in there and like the guy's like, yeah, we got those that we have, but let me show you these. He's like, he's, he recommends these over those. And they were a little bit cheaper as well, but, uh, great recommendation. These are stizzy uh, Stizzy 40s. These are blunts. I got two of these blunts, right? Um, this one that I got that I've been smoking on is called Blue Burst, and uh, it's a hybrid. And then I got an Indica uh, Skywalker OG. OG is in uh, that's what I'll the only words I'll be able to say after I smoke that, I'm sure. Um, because <clears throat> these are like blunts, glass tipped blunts, two and a half grams of flour, and then it's got keef in it and then like the the paper like the blunt paper is is uh you know treated it's like dipped in fucking whatever and it's pretty damn good this is not like a one sitter like i'm okay i'm john wayne and that's cool i would probably sit and just because just to show it can be done sit and smoke one of these stern to stem to stern or whatever you want to call it you know start to finish in one thing it can be done it it's not like that don't I me mean, the guy that was helping me was like 
telling me, he's like, yeah, man, I just went to this wedding this weekend and I took one of these and there was like seven of us and we, we couldn't even finish it, man. And I was like, whatever, pussies, you know, <clears throat> no offense now, you know, but I was like, okay, that sounds good for me. So these aren't, these are like, take a few hits, put it away and you're high for the whole damn day. You know, no, you're, you're pretty, pretty good to go. So it's not something you need to sit and smoke all the way through, but, um, I definitely could if I wanted to, but they're thick boys. I mean, these are like thick little boys that are like, you know, like smoking a fucking finger or something. And, uh, it's just delicious and I love it. And, uh, wonderful, wonderful, uh, happy to be here. What is this again? Blue Bayou. Uh, Blue Burst uh, is what I'm smoking in the Grandpappy Medicine Department with a long way around the barn to tell you that, but that's why you love it. Um, yeah, so I'm nice and high and feeling fine, uh, uh, feeling fine to be back home. Um, shouts out to everybody who's checking out the show uh, for the first time. Thank you so much for checking me out, especially if I've just met you at a show recently or you've you know come across uh, come across the show somehow. Thank you for uh, listening and, and checking out this uh, this whole situation. It's good to be here. Thank you for everyone for listening. Of course, uh, I love the the shit out of you guys. First uh, out, let me get a big shout out. First out, first up, give a big shout out to my Patreon people out there. Thank you guys so, so much for your support. It means the world to me. Uh, I could not do this without you. I truly, truly appreciate you. And um, it's it's amazing. Thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Uh, if you would like to check out my Patreon, you can at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. Or you can just go to John Wayne is dead dot com and hit the Patreon link and it'll take you right there. You could join one of the tiers and you will get uh, awesome stuff uh, depending on what you join. Things, stories every month, uh, out of print novellas. <clears throat> Excuse me, man, that stizzy left me a little stir damn it i was gonna say something but i forgot um yeah uh so uh yes you could check it out you get all kinds of stuff and everybody gets access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast which comes out yeah pretty much weekly uh usually um but back on track i've got some great I've got some great ones in the can right now that uh, I'm very excited about that are going to be coming out soon. So, uh, but also what I do on the Patreon page is put up uh, awesome, <laughs> or what I think are awesome, performance video, like videos of me doing things like uh, karaoke, for instance, at some of these uh, uh, conventions. Also, I, I recently put up two vi- videos of two sets I did um, when I was j- visiting my Maza a couple of weeks back. And um, those are up there to check out. I popped in at the Flying Taco and their open mic night, and they let me do two sets while I was there. And they are up there uh, on the wall for all of my Patreon patrons to check out. I also just put up there, uh, uh, this was very awesome and fun for me. I sang Jodeci's Lately um, for karaoke just this past uh, weekend here in Charlotte, which we're going to talk about today. So that's up there. A video of that is up there, and it's very cool and fun. And, uh, yeah, so all of that is available to, to everybody who signs up, no matter what tier you're on. Uh, but please check it out, patreon.com slash johnwayneisdead, or just go to johnwayneisdead.com and uh, click the old Patreon link there. So thank you guys so much. Man, <clears throat> what a time. Like I said, I've been on the road for four weeks straight. Uh, so I've been through, I think the last episode I did, I was at my mom's house. Did that Was that right? I think so. And, um, you know, uh, it was, uh, 
you know what a, it was it's been an awesome time it's been like time is meant speaking of time it's meant like nothing to me i feel like what day is it what, what what's happening right now like it's already september you know the second day of september i'm like what has happened to my you know uh my life no it's uh just you're out there blowing and going and you know working hard and doing things and time just becomes different it's it doesn't move different. It's just a different thing, I think, uh, to you is when, when you're doing things like this, which is fine, which is great. So, um, man, it's good to be home. Like I said, this past week has been, you know, tra- driving, traveling. I, uh, you know, I've been in North Carolina, in Charlotte, hanging out with some awesome uh, friends and, 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 you know, getting to see, connect with readers and stuff like that. New readers, old readers, uh, e-readers and on all that kind of stuff. But I have to give a huge happy birthday shout out to my man, Lee, Lee Parker uh, of Remakes Plethora. Check him out. Uh, excellent artist and toy maker, uh, custom toys, uh, you know, He's got this hip-hop line that's out. Check him out. But happy birthday to you, my man. We spent a lot of time with Tim. We'll talk about that um, this week uh, here later on in the show. But it was a happy birthday to him. He's a great great dude, and definitely check his shit out at Remakes Plethora. Um, Very cool shit. You can find him. Find that on Instagram. Check out his stuff. We have... So I'm trying to think. Should I talk about... I guess I should talk about this now. This is my show. Do what the fuck I want. Um... Speaking of Lee and his birthday, you know, the, happy birthdays aside, um, he and I have uh, just uh, are, are about to launch our first collaboration, toy collaboration, you know, uh, and I don't even know what to like, call it a toy, but it's like a, you know, art toy, you know, custom thing that we both did together. And, um, you know, this comes out of like uh, a lot of these fake ads that I was drawing for a while and still kind of draw here and there. But um, <clears throat> I showed him to Lee one day, you know, he had, he said, that's a great, you know, the, this could be a cool thing for us to put these together and, and put out like, you know, an action figure or a toy that goes with these weird ads as the back, you know, may, they could be the backing card and all this. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's great. And it finally came to fruition uh, because we're happy. If you've been following me on Instagram, you already know. I'm happy to announce that uh, next Friday, seven days from now, I guess, the the Casio Fuck Watch will officially uh, drop from uh, collaboration from John Wayne is Dead and Remakes Plethora, a.k.a. my man Lee. And I love you, Lee. And as well, um, it's it's awesome. There's only six of these made. Uh, so there may be another wave of them, but they'll be different. This is like the first six. They're numbered. They're signed. They're amazing. Um, so check out how to get one if you're interested. Pretty sure these are going to go very, very fast once, once I release them. So I'm trying to figure out like if I want to hold some back to take to the show to have at the table that I'll, because I'll be at all monsters attack, um, next weekend in Indianapolis. So I'm trying to think. If I, you know, uh, either way, some will be released. So um, stay tuned if you're interested in something like that. It's it's a very cool ass fucking toy. It's a, it's a cool ass piece to put like, you know, put up and, and have like people uh, look at it. You could dust it. You know, you could uh, always know that it's time to fuck when you have this thing. So if you want to get a look at it, go to my Instagram at John Wayne is dead. There's there's pictures posted of it. Uh, 
both like Lee and I holding them, but then close up pictures of what it is. And and so that's where the things will be announced for, you know, when this is going to drop, how much it, it's going to cost and, and, and where you can get one. So uh, very excited about that. You know, we're going to be doing a, a bunch of these. You know, we already have other um, art banked and, and things ready to go. So it, this is exciting. So check those out please and happy birthday to you leap and check out his other work as well it's it's awesome he's a bad motherfucker so um man so we uh like i said i've been traveling been on the road driving hanging out in in charlotte so we are of course going to you know uh do the recap of of uh where i just was mad monster party uh expo mad monster expo in charlotte uh north carolina here this past weekend in August, uh, but you know we're gonna take care of our other things first here. So um, yeah, so I was talking about uh, the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast as I like to do, and uh, what I you know if you're if you're uh, been listening to the show for a while, you know I like to drop a little uh, teaser in, if you will, the conversation I had with uh, the guest that's gonna be on this week's show over on the Patreon page. And so this week, uh, I have a little one, uh, a little one. I have a, I have a nice uh, little part of the conversation I had with a very uh, new good friend of mine, uh, author Ryan Patrick Olson, um, who I met in Phoenix and who we have kept in touch with uh, uh, quite frequently. And uh, he's, a, he's a great dude. He's a musician. He's a writer. And we talked about his novel uh, and, and a bunch of other stuff uh, so it was a it was a fun fucking conversation, and you can uh, listen to it all over on Patreon, of course, this week. But um, you can also listen to a little tidbit of it right here. Tell us kind of about yourself and, and the background of, of Carnival of Heaven. Sure. Yeah. Um, so basically, um, as you were saying earlier, I'm a Canadian and an American. Um, my treatment that is talked about in the book is all in Canada, so you know. If it doesn't really make a lot of sense in some ways, that's probably why. No, but um, in all sincerity, uh, so basically what ended up happening is, is when I was six and a half, I got diagnosed with T-cell leukemia. And, and um, I kind of, I'd been tossing around the idea of creating a book about this, like for probably 15 years. And uh, instead of actually going ahead and doing that, I kind of just sat on it for a long time. It's, I mean, you see everybody like uh, writing stories about stories about their cancer survivors um, experiences and stuff like this. And it's just, it's all kind of the same thing. It's all kind of depressing and it's all just kind of, you know, but I'm here now, I guess. Um, and it just, I didn't like the vibe of that. And I also kind of feel like it's already been done a few times over. And so I, I, you know, nothing against anyone else who's written books like that, because honestly, it's a very difficult thing to do. I now know from experience. Um, but I set out to do something where I would be combining my two um, you know, biggest loves, I guess, in life, which should be uh, fantasy and philosophy, I guess. It's kind of two of the big things that drive me. Oh, I thought, I thought you so, were going to say your two favorite things in life, writing and dying of cancer, because that's really what we were... <laughs> 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 You said nothing was up. This would be a it's very it. different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you so much, dude. Oh, uh, no, but... Uh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> Writing and philosophy. Um, 
because uh, um, the book so- is heavy, dude. This is a heavy ass book. And, you know, yeah. I liked it a lot. I yeah. dug it. It's very well written, but it's 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 I, I make these jokes to kind of like lighten the situation because it is fantasy, but it's fucking heavy as shit. Like it's it gets it's dark. It gets fucking dark. You 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 know, this is this is a lot. Um, This is like correct me if I'm wrong, autobiographical mixed with some fantasy like type of thing, just, yes, you know, weaved in there. And um, <clears throat> so, yeah, because this is based on you actually having cancer as a kid. So right. all the other people, let me ask you this, all the other characters in it, like your mom, grandparents, brother, like these are all real people in your life, right? Yes. Every single character in the book, with the exception of um, one character named Michael, which okay. was basically, um, so Michael was the, is, was basically a combination of a few different people I knew. Okay. Um, but everything that happened to him actually did happen to one of those people. Jesus so Christ, like, dude. I was going to ask you like, yeah. no, we're not going to spoil it. This is just more into that was that we can, no. we can like that, yeah, that character has an interesting story arc. And I was going to ask you uh, how, how yeah. true that was. So Okay, interestingly enough. But so explain that a little yeah. okay from more from that standpoint. So you are you were talking about fantasy and philosophy is the way you approach this, which is a very good way to put it. These are melded very well. Yeah. And in in the writing. Thank you. So it starts off like, you know, you are you're eight years old. How old are you? In the six? Um, I was six and a half. I was clo- pretty close to seven. Pretty close to seven when I got diagnosed. Basically. Uh, everyone thought it was the flu and they kept dismissing me and just telling my mom to take me home, get me some rest. And then when that wasn't working, said he's probably just being lazy and doesn't want to go to school. But then when I went to school, I would fall asleep in the middle of class and, uh, just, I wouldn't, nobody could even wake me up. Like I was like, just, you know, zonked out entirely. And so eventually they kind of had to be like, okay, well, this isn't that. So, um, got brought in got a second opinion and found out that, yeah, sure enough, I had uh, T-cell leukemia and, uh, that it was so aggressive that they didn't they didn't rush me to the emergency room that day they were really concerned it was would be too late which is a very urgent thing for cancer especially but it's like especially in canada and that's why i was talking about earlier if certain things don't necessarily make as much sense it's just because uh it's like you know the canadian healthcare system you can't just get into a hospital immediately like there's usually waiting lists for things unless it's a very urgent matter Mm-hmm. And in my case, it was kind of like, well, unless you want this kid to die, you should probably, you know, get him in there. So <laughs> um, that was kind of that. And like, so like I said, it's, it's obviously a comedy book, um, but uh, it's one of these things where, um, honestly, I, I wanted to tell that story in a way that um, would kind of encompass like both what was going on at the time, which even my mom was just absolutely floored by how much I remembered because being six and a half to seven, you wouldn't expect many. I'd have many true memories. Most of them would probably be kind of told or anecdotal or whatever. Um, but stuff she's never even told me, um, I remembered and just a lot of stuff, um, that I wish I didn't remember. I remember of course, but yeah, I mean, everything that happened in the book actually does did happen to me except with the exception of of course the parts that blend the fantasy and the real together of course that stuff is 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 fiction because i didn't actually see you know creatures in the real world or anything like that but right so and so let's get into that 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 part um because it goes between like your your waking life dealing with um you know being six and a half and having cancer and this kind of just the fantasy part where every time you go to sleep um 
with the exception of a few parts, you go to this particular place every time and deal kind of with these certain uh, entities. So um, to tell us about that, uh, you know, a little bit. <clears throat> sure. Um, so uh, I go to um, a dream world, which is kind of uh, dubbed the Carnival of Heaven. And that's the reason why it's it's uh, the book's called that, of course. Um, Carnival of Heaven is actually named after a song I wrote um, that was very despair ridden and kind of hopeless. And it was just kind of more about uh, having survivor's guilt and this type of thing. Um, and mm -hmm. so I felt, you know, the character I created for the band I was in that, um, that portrayed that because it was all a, um, a ghost band in the sense that it had a mythos. It had everyone was dressed up in costumes and it was just a whole, a whole thing. Um, and, uh, that mentality I had when I was writing lyrics, um, as that character, they were all very angry and sad and depressed. And, uh, I just kind of felt like, well, if, okay, if I'm going to make a villain for this book, what better character than the character that I played on stage? And so I was like, okay, so he's basically the manifestation of all those dark thoughts. And, um, and, uh, then we have Weber and now Weber is the actual stuffed doll. I should have brought him in here, actually. I actually still have him. Um, yeah. He's a... Actually, you saw him at the... I saw him. I saw him thing. at the convention, yeah. Yeah, so he actually... I won him when I had cancer. I actually put a little slip of paper in a, in a little glass bot, a jar or whatever for a dollar, and we ended up winning him. It was the first thing I'd ever won in my life. And even though I, I was sick during the time type of stuff, it was like such an exciting moment for me. So it filled me with a lot of hope. And so I'm kind of like, okay, so he's my, he's going to be the kind of the hope character, the kind of sidekick or what have you. So, and then um, Petey, um, as you find out very early on in the books, this isn't really a spoiler, I don't think, but Petey is just kind of like, um, I hated that nickname. I don't know why my, fa my family started calling me it, but uh, Petey is, uh, um, they don't still call me. It was just like a, something they teased me about for a few years, but um, obviously things Wait, got very weird. After. They called you that? People were calling you PD. Yes. What? Where did that come yes. from? Yes, and I, my mom said it once as a joke because I didn't like that they were calling. Like my mom was trying to tell me that uh, I was supposed to be named after my grandma, whose name was Patricia. And I'm like, yeah, if we had called you Patricia, I could have, I could have nicknamed you PD. And then my brother was like, ah, oh, PD. And then they were teasing me, of course, as as people do. Um, but uh, I always hated that nickname, so it was one of those weird things where I mean, I don't care now. Right. Um, but that's so weird. So it was, so was it based of, yeah. was it based on any like it was just out of nowhere because your name is Ryan Patrick. Yes. Like it's just like uh okay. Um it's one of those know. random things that happens on a vacation, you know, when you're when you're with your when you're with your siblings and your family and stuff like that. And it's like it's all meant in good fun and stuff like that. But of course when you when you're younger, I mean, people could call you anything. They could call you, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden you're just like, ah, I hate that now. And, you know, so <laughs> it's just kind of one of those weird things. But uh, I guess yeah, my, no, I, just my mom being random. So, okay. So PD is also based. So all of these, you know, I don't, I don't want to spoil anything, but it's okay. So PD was a, right. a nickname. Okay. So go ahead. Continue. Yeah. So PD was a nickname. And so basically these are all. But everything that happens in that world is almost more real, or at least every bit as real as what's happening in the fiction uh, or the uh, the nonfiction part of the book, the autobiography autobiography portion. Because basically, all of these things are like kind of things I've worked through, I guess, at certain points in my life. So 
um, oh, like overarching about, you know, my, my, my deal with cancer. So it was kind of one of those things where I wanted it to be surreal, metaphorical, Alice in Wonderland-esque. Um, I just love stuff like that. I love surreal books. I love, um, I mean, I love this parts of Scummer, for example, like when we were, when I was reading Scummer, like the parts of Scummer I loved the most were when you really started to see the lines between reality and this other dimension, this other, this other, uh, uh, universe or whatever you would want to call it, because it's just like a different re reality. It's a different reality that he's kind of like blending into. And we're starting to kind of see that as towards, towards, uh, as the book goes on and stuff. So I loved that about your writing. And that's the reason why is because it's like, I just, I just latch onto the surreal. I love the yeah. surreal. I mean, I'm wearing, I don't know if you ever seen the movie, how Sue. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, uh, actually my buddy, yeah. Nick P shouts out, um, he has a, <clears throat> that, that, uh, shirt or not that shirt, but a shirt, uh, I, he sent me on a mission, like to get from pizza party printing shouts out to them. They had a house suit shirt. And then, um, we were doing some podcasts up back in the room. Cause I was like, what the hell is this movie? And then he put it on while we were doing the podcast and we just all ended up like watching it. And yeah, it's a fucked up, crazy movie. Um, that's fantasy and like I love yeah. like that and like when you mentioned Scummer, Scummer like falls heavily with magical realism where just the the reality just seems to get yeah. that slippery and it just adheres to like those when I tried when I I don't know when I explain magical realism to people I like to just put it to where like those are just the rules of the world and that's just them like there's no like and then this happened and now you can walk on the wall no it's just like you what that's just how it is <laughs> It's not explained necessarily. It's just magical right. realism. Right. And um, yeah, there's there's different ways, different ways to do it. And your yeah, your book, like the deeper you get into, like, I guess, going through treatment and experiencing this whole thing, the darker and, and, and slip slip more slippery that reality comes even in the dream world that that the characters experiencing you know i mean this starts as a water park called awesome waters that has all these wonderful crazy awesome yep. attractions that you've come up with and characters and i mean it goes from you know dark it goes dark there's a there's a fucking uh snack bar that pops up where they're cooking the fucking dolphins that they slaughtered so they could have sharks in the tanks for christ's sake you sick bastard i mean it's it gets dark <laughs> or it's like you know because when when you were first telling me, I was like, so how is this? Is this like YA? Like, what is this book? You're like, well, it's fantasy, but it's like this. You're, you were telling me about it. And, you were, you know, it, it says on the back of the book, like, what does it say? Ages 12 and up or ages 14 and up or something, right? On the back. Yeah, my editor said that was appropriate. I didn't think it was, but my editor said it was. So it's like, okay, well, I guess if a 12-year-old can read this, a 12-year-old can read this. I guess I don't know. No, no, because <laughs> but... I would say like that's... I was like, okay, well, it is. I mean, what is it? So reading it though, it's like, okay, I can see this being a um, uh, a a read that would be accessible to a YA audience, maybe like whatever that means, like you know. Okay. But but it's not uh, relegated to a YA uh, book necessarily. Do you know what I mean? Because right. like I think that it's it, it is written yes. in a way. It's not it's not going to be like some there's no extreme anything in it like a uh, horror or whatever that's going to tip the i guess someone's like fucking morality scale or whatever people get all bent about but it's it deals with some real ass shit that you know it's it's it gets it gets dark and bleak in some parts but like so does having fucking cancer i imagine you know so it's it's just yeah. like um 
<clears throat> it's 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 effective in that way. So no, that's what I say. Like it, it's 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 uh it's great that in that it, it is able to appeal to a mass, like I think a massive amount of, of audience, whereas some of the other, you know, stuff and where like maybe even you know, scummer, like that's there's a niche that that's going to appeal to, you know, and some of the other guys I, I write with, sure. but it's just different, it's different stuff for for different people, but um. Yeah, it's definitely uh, got a lot of appeal to it, the, the way it's written together. So uh, great job, man. Yeah, thank you. I mean, yeah. thank you. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely loved writing it. Um, honestly, I did try to write it so that if you were of any demographic or what have you, you'd get something out of it. Um, and that's kind of what wound up happening. I mean, I, I think that a 12-year-old could read it and it would be a story. But I feel like if you're 18 plus, if you're 30 plus, if whatever, it's one of those things, you're going to get different stuff out of it. And that's, I mean, because I, I don't think that conceptually um, a 12-year-old and maybe a mom giving 12-year-olds enough credit. So full, full disclosure, I don't know. I don't have kids, so I have no idea. But on the same token, uh, I kind of feel like a 12-year-old is not going to get a lot of the deep philosophy that's in it. But I feel like somebody um, who's more kind of our age is going, is going to. Um well, but, I, I mean, I don't I mean, know. Let's let's tell the truth and shame the devil. I think of myself as a 12 year old when I was reading, um, you know, you're right. You they are smarter than than you think. You know, they may get something out of it or yeah. it may plant some kind of uh, at least some like a seed of inspiration to where they would seek that out further or maybe go sure. back and revisit it and be like, oh, and, you know, you never know. So, you know, that's another way that's of looking at it. That's another uh good thing about the appeal and the way it's written and like the fact that there's this philosophy tied into it so all right check him out his book is carnival of heaven his name is ryan patrick Wilson. uh awesome dude definitely we will have him back on the show again to talk more about that we didn't get to talk too much about his music we talked more writing and stuff but uh multifaceted guy we'll have him back on again and, and what a great laugher i'll tell you what i like i like making that guy laugh um for sure. So um, onward to what we've got going on here, guys. Oh, one thing that uh, uh, now nah, we'll talk about that later. OK, so I think what we'll do is go ahead and get into our three card tarot reading of the week. That's right. Uh, you may or know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before each show. I kind of I write down my thoughts, what's going on with me, um, maybe what's been on my mind. And I, uh, you know, then look at those things again through the prism of the cards, if you will, try to uh, get a fresh perspective on things. It's a very, it's a very good thought exercise, I, I feel. It helps you try to look at things uh, differently if you're maybe stuck looking at them a certain way. So anyway, here we go. This week, I, um, you know, there a lot of things have been on my mind this week. One of them, like, uh, you know... Uh, just smart decisions around financial things. Um, you know, I had to get a couple, I, I, uh, I think I already mentioned on the last episode, I had to get a couple new tires while I was out on this past run. Um, thank you to those who donated and th threw some money my way. I really do appreciate that on my uh, link tree of my, my Instagram. There's a, a tip thing that says gas money and some people donated there and I really very much appreciate it so that helped out but things like that where I'm also just like okay I got to do this it, it, it's a lot of scheduling and organizing right now that that I've had to you know that I'm paying and well probably the most attention to that I've ever paid just because you know it's it's this is my, my career this is for real this is like yeah it's all fun and I'm having a great time 
doing this, this is like the best ever. Um, but you know, the all, even, but all the work that comes with it is also the best ever because it's me doing it and figuring it out. So it's like on my mind that, you know, this week has just been the, you know, Hey, keep, let's keep that together. Let's not, you know, lose perspective, make sure we're growing like this, you know, things are still moving forward. Just like those kind of things. Um, getting, uh, you know, resting up, making sure, um, continuing it, it's hard. Okay. So like I, I do stay disciplined. I definitely, you know, we talk about this a lot on the show, being disciplined, writing your goals and stuff like that for the day. And I definitely have still been doing that, but it's easier to get off track when you have no, like kind of when you're on the road on a run like that, there's no real stable anything around you. You know, it's everything is just like, go, go, go stay here, you know, do this. This person's going to come up. We're going to do this. Um, you know, even staying, you know, with my mom where it's out, out in the woods and it's, it's peaceful. And yeah, I, I got a lot of work done, but it's still like, a it's just still a, a break in your routine that can like, I don't know, be unsettling or, or just, um, just be a, a challenge, I guess, to, to keep motivated, to keep on track, to keep like, Sometimes I'll be like, what am I doing? Am I doing something right now? Should I be doing this? Like, what's happening? Um, so definitely like time, you know, <clears throat> making sure I'm taking the time to recharge, but also like staying on track and discipline, making sure that I'm getting the things done that I need to get done because um, without making excuses, because it is harder when you're out there moving or moving and shaking on the road, but it's not an excuse. So those kind of things uh, have been on my mind. So anyway, let's look here. Our first card uh, we got is the nine of wands. Now that is upright that. So we know, you know, we got the nine of wands. He is there. Uh, the person on the card is got like a bandage on their head. They've got all these wands behind them, you know, kind of almost blocking their path. But he's, you know, holding one as well. So when this card, this is a this is a card that says like, you know, you, you work hard, like you are a hard worker, but you're, you know, you're, you might be like, even on the edge of exhaustion, you're still going, you're still persistent, you're still doing what it takes to get to the finish line. Uh, but, you know, you may be at a point right now where it feels like you're spinning your wheels a little bit more than usual. Uh, but it's it's like you have to remember that like no you have what it takes to get to keep doing this you know look at like remember what you've already done you know this is like a this is just a little test this this maybe this this uh roadblock or or whatever it is right now is like a test of your uh resilience and how you can bounce back from maybe something and remember this has happened like this is why i sell the time things like this have already happened in some form or another as you've been going so remember to look back and learn from what we've already had happen and, and, and use the knowledge, I guess, that we, we gain to get through these new things and just like, no, Hey, yeah, we, even that reassurance of like, yes, like that's what this card is going to say. Like you can still do it. You're still doing it. You will get to the finish line because you know already what it takes. And you, these are just different obstacles now because you're in a different place, you know? Um, so of course things are going to be, more challenging or challenging in a different way that you're not used to and you just have to adapt and and then you know take care of that or you know do what it takes to uh you know alter what what needs to be done to take care of those things so anyway i digress but 
Um, that's, you know, also you may be like <clears throat> very close or feel like you're close to the finish line, but you're almost like, what's the fucking point at this point? And that's like just a defeatist attitude. Just push, keep pushing. Uh, we need to just push forward and, and no, you're almost at the end. So we'll be there. You know, we got what it takes to get there. Um, so also like with this card, it may be like people are trying to out like, uh, like they are definitely trying to outwardly like attack you. Like they're not talking shit about you behind your back. They're talking shit about you uh, in front of your back or on the internet or whatever. And a lot of this you have to remember is projection from people who uh, easier said than done. I know people projecting their negative thoughts on you or their feelings like uh, about this, how they feel about themselves onto you because you're doing what they want to do. You're in a place that they want to be. They don't know how to do it. So they're going to talk shit on you because that's what they do. So, you know, you have to make sure we have to make sure we remember that and don't let it get inside of us. Don't take it personally. Don't, don't let it, uh, take us down or feel like we're not, you know, or we need to pull, pull back because fuck them, dude, that's their shit to deal with. But on the other side of this, you know, we have, you know, you have people who support you and what you do and always will and always do. And they're the people that'll keep these people off your back. You don't, you don't even have to worry about this. You don't have to, you know, yes, don't let it bother you. But there are these people who are like your cheerleaders. These are your, your people. They'll take care of these things. So you don't need to sweat that kind of bullshit. And it's just sometimes it's just remembering that. You know, you have to be reminded, even if you remind yourself or, you know, listening to this or, you know, like uh, Maynard said, must keep reminding myself of this. So those kind of things, like we just have to remember, like, fuck that shit. Don't let it get to you. We have our people who love us anyway. And that's what's important. So it's kind of like keeping that per- getting that perspective back. Maybe if we've let it get away from us a little bit. Um, next card. King of Pentacles reversed. So, King of so we know Pentacles like we've talked about. That's your your wealth. That's material things. You know, uh, that kind of stuff. So when the King of Pentacles is upside down like this, it's saying time to take a little bit of a, a closer look at how we are with our money in that our relationship with it. How are we? Are we responsible? you know, we, we may, we work hard to make whatever, you know, however you make your money, uh, whatever your job or career, whatever it may be, you work hard doing it to, to make that money. And this card is like, well, are you respecting that, you know, the, the, the work you did to bring this money in, in the way that you're using it. And what I mean by that is like, sometimes we can, you know, and this might not be all the time, minus be lately or whatever, our money's kind of like coming in and out, in and out. We're just like, you know, maybe we're making some strides and you get some cash coming in, but we're like, it's going right back out because, you know, you're, you're just got to spend your money like with maybe with your business to get things going. But then you're splurging as well, maybe spending a little bit more than you should on things. Maybe it's been like, yeah, but we're, I'm celebrating or whatever. But now it's kind of like need to get back. It's got a little bit out of control. So you need to like look at, you know, just, Think about respecting, you know, the your wealth in that how we're going to use it. You, drawing on a little, like, on discipline to 
you know, maybe we, you know, all right, maybe we don't need to buy four joints. We just buy these two, you know. Ah, see, right? What I'm saying? Because, you know, it's look at like kind of making, you know, compromises with yourself because you could still enjoy, you know, that you are doing well or have are, are starting to do better, whatever, um, while, you know, making sure you're not splurging or going out of control. You know, it's just it's just kind of like that. It's kind of like. Like I said, a lot of these, like, these cards are just kind of like, hey, hey, don't forget, you know, they're just kind of like little reminders, you know, hey, don't forget, you know, we can't, da, 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 you know, it's some, some that's the way I, I look at it like this. So, uh, again, this is just, this is all about, this whole card is about just examining what our current relationship is with our money. And that's like right now, like I said, these things change, but it could be, hey, maybe we're putting too much focus on money in that. It's just we are are letting it drive us in a sense of like work. We just feel like we need to just keep work, 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 work and just keeping it away. And we're not taking any time to enjoy it. We're just driven by this by the dollar. And, and you know, and that's just how, how we're doing it. Um, it, it or the other way, like like I was saying, we're just spending too much, working hard, but then just letting it all go. So think about that you know is that is that what we're trying to do you know we work too hard for this and and i talk i'm talking about myself or the royal we you know editorial um so you know that's that's that that's what basically res is resonating with me right now uh with this card in particular so next card last card three of pentacles upright this is a great card. This is a card of collaboration. This is a card of teamwork. Uh, this is a card of bringing things together uh, to make something uh, stronger than you know what what it's made up of, and recognizing the the uh, benefit of collaboration, the benefit of being able to say like you know I'm not an expert in this. How about this is what you you know do and and I do this well, why don't we put it together and we can make something really cool with our shared expertises. So oh, expertises, expertise I don't I think is how you would still say it. So this is a this is a great card of like, you know, just coming coming together. You know, um <clears throat> make, you know, there's this card of like creative energy. Um and this may be something where you do need to like actually look at if you're if you're trying to approach a product because this project i mean because this also like the three the number three and other suits like this one it's it's the start of something as well like c coming right after the you know the f uh uh whatever um i'm sorry i lost my train of thought but this is like the the beginning of things the implement the starting imp of implementing a new idea so maybe as you have this new idea in order to start get getting the ball rolling, you need to collaborate with a couple of people. You need to bring in people who who have a better understanding or expertise or uh, whatever it is around an aspect of what you're trying to do and what you're trying to create, even if it's temporarily, even if it's just so you can learn. But it, it just sometimes this is a it becomes an issue for people because it's the you, you don't want to humble yourself to be like, okay, I need some help. Like I could do this better if I had 
if I asked so-and-so to help because they know all about this. You know, and we could just be stubborn sometimes. And believe me, I know a lot about being stubborn. So, um, you know, we just kind of need to look at what we're doing right now. It, it, you know, it, we're, we're at the initial stages of something new, with whether it's, whether it's something completely new or something that's new within, like, what you're already doing have have started growing and doing it's time to like you know hey how i think this could be better just pull back and look and like maybe who do i need to talk about you know what what can better how can i better prepare for this how can i make this the best it's going to be and it might the answer to that might be bring in so and so and so and so because they're better at this than me and not only could i learn but we could make something really cool together. Um, and that's just think in my mind, cause I'm always looking at creative sense. So could be, you could apply this to a lot of different, uh, things, maybe with different jobs or, or whatever, um, you may be experiencing right now. So boom, that's it. That is our tarot reading this week. I got something. I hope you did as well. Um, thank you so much. So, um, without further ado, I think we're going to, move on to uh, another beloved segment um, of mine and and yours as well. It's making a roaring, roaring comeback. Oh, there it is. The Corey Hotline! Yeah! Yeah, indeed, friends. The Corey Hotline. Wow. And hot is the operative word because things are heating up over there. As I've said, as I've been saying, things are getting mighty, mighty steamy over in the Corey Hotline land. So, um, you know, what the Corey Hotline is, for those of you who may be like, what the hell is this guy talking about? It's the number you can call me on. Call me on the under. 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. You can leave a message for myself and the show, and we will play it right here and uh, answer any questions you have, uh, address any comments. If you uh, want to weigh in on something we're talking about one time, uh, one time you can do that all at the Corey Hotline. You call it 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Always leave a message, please. 832-930-1347. Now, if you've been listening along for the last, you know, couple episodes, couple three episodes here, um, I have to say, like back, uh, just to give some, you know, give some context to this. I had a very good friend of mine, former professional wrestler, retired uh, wrestler, Gator McAllister. Uh, known him for a little while now. Had him on the show a couple episodes, a few episodes back. You can go listen if you haven't. Had a great interview, great conversation with him. Shortly after that, someone started calling the Corey Hotline to call him out. I have no better way to say it. Just kind of calling him out and then kind of calling me out. Like, how do I know this guy? What are my credentials? What are his credentials? And I'm like, Hey, I don't know, but it's, it's getting a little, you know, back and forth here. And, um, so I, it seems like we have another call. It's coming from, you know, not inside the house, but I think it's maybe directed towards this. So let's get, get into it right here. John Wayne, I don't appreciate the, Called a gator hater. But you're right. I know who gator is. And, and yes, I hate him. <laughs> he wants to talk uh, shit about me. I could light him up 
and tell some of the Gator stories, uh, some stuff about him. I know, I know his, I could beat his ass. So it would be best him keep his mom name out of his mouth. Or I'm going to send my crew after his ass. Remember that. Tell Gator that. Okay. I mean, all right. Thank you, Gator Hater. Um, you know, that's who, who that caller's been dubbed, the Gator Hater, because they seem to hate Gator, McAllister, the wrestler, um, with such a fire hate. I love how it was like, you know, they said, I don't appreciate being called the Gator Hater, but yes, I do hate Gator. Um, and that is what makes you the ultimate Gator Hater. Now, I got to say this. Happy birthday, Gator. It was just his birthday this past week. He's a bad motherfucker. So shouts out to you, man. Happy birthday. I don't know if you need you might need to call in and, and you know, answer some of it or, you know, I mean, you got to respond to something like this. I mean, this person's going to beat that your ass and your crew after him. What kind of crew is this? You know, who knows? So I don't know. But. Uh, Gator Hater, I also appreciate that call. Keep them coming. Uh, what a great time. 832-930-1347. That's 832-930-1347. And uh, you can weigh in on the uh, Gator Hate back and forth or whatever you want, really, uh, here on the show. And I, like I said, ask any questions you have of, of myself, uh, anything you want to weigh in on, just or if you just feel like chatting, just go ahead and call the number 832 930 one three four seven. That is eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. All right. So without further ado, I think we'll move on into our story tor- story tory <clears throat> storytelling portion of the show. Um, and this week, of course, I'm going to be giving my recap of uh, Mad Monster Expo in Charlotte, North Carolina, August twenty. 20- 22. So, this uh, past weekend, I just, uh, like I said, attended Mad Monsters, uh, Mad, po- Mad Monster Parties Expo show um, in Charlotte, North Carolina, the August 2022 version. Um, so, first of all, I don't know what the I was trying to figure this out with a couple of people. I'm not too sure what the difference is between when they call it the expo versus just the regular Mad Monster Party. It seemed like there was the same amount of vendors and and the same amount of celebrities in in the same amount of space being taken up. And I so I don't know. Maybe maybe you maybe you know and you could call the Corey Hotline and tell us eight three two nine three zero one three four seven. But you know. I don't know. So I don't know what the difference is there, but arrive into town a little early and we get to hang out, of course, first of all, with uh, our good friends, as I've said earlier, Lee and his lovely wife, Christy. What a time. What a time it was indeed. I have to say this my first night in North Carolina. I was hammered, like very hammered, just just having no fucks about anything and just drinking and having a good old time went to some bar uh, that they took us to a neighborhood bar don't remember don't remember what it's called barely remember being there but you know what i was and i had a good time uh i wasn't driving or anything don't worry i wasn't um of course i got out i had to tell her to uh chris to pull over so i could get out of the of the car and throw up behind it it was a boot and rally situation uh and that you know, I think that always bodes well. That's like, you know, when like um, 
you know, the Punxsutawney Phil sees its shadow or like if you find a four leaf clover or whatever, like right before. So that's a good omen. You know, you pull off to, to throw up behind the car because you're too drunk. Uh, good omen. I feel it's like boot, it, total boot and rally too. Cause it was like, went back to the room after that and still, still hung out on uh, most of the night in various states of consciousness uh, un- and unconsciousness and undressed. So you figure it out. So right off the bat, great time in town getting in. Uh, the next day, go I go to set up, and um, it was an awesome time. And I got to say, major shouts out off the bat, because who is there to greet me, meet me, and also sweet me at the door but my man David, Dave Bernadita's, and Uncle motherfucking Mikey, Uncle Mike. Oh, God. Mike, he's back. If you don't know who I'm talking about, well, you should. Uh, definitely, you. We Uncle Mike was introduced into to all of our lives in Mad Monster Party uh, February in Charlotte. You can go back to listen to that episode um, for his origin story. But, um, you know, getting to stay, Dave, thanks, shouts out, major shouts out to my, my son Dave, putting us up, you know, getting letting us crash on the, the pullout couch in his room. Uh, there at the hotel, he's a he's a hell of a man, and I appreciate that. And so they came down, helped me get all my shit set up, and then we all went back up to the room uh, to have a, a just a great old time. Met met his uh, lady friend Olivia and um, yeah, Uncle Mike. We were already he's he had a few in him already, and well, we didn't stop there. I started it. We started having some some pops, some beers there, uh, chatting, telling stories, and then we were joined shortly after that by my man. Evil Fiend 803 Charles and his lovely lady Faye, they came in and then we were really having a party then. We we got food and um and laughed and, and had a great time and just really just kinda had drinks and hung out and smoked and uh stuff before we went to um down to the floor that that evening we were joined by uh Crazy Andy. What's up, my son, you crazy bastard you? Uh it was um what a time it got, you know, starting off. Well, I ran into my man, Blake and Trey shouts out to you guys, Blake. Of course you're a mad, mad, bad, crazy ass motherfucker. I love you. Thank you so much for everything. Always a pleasure to see you. Always, always good to remember our, 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 our scrotum knuckles and everything, um, that really bound us together from the start. So anyway, shouts out to you guys. Um, great to see them and see a bunch of people that I, I knew, um, you know, coming through right, right there from the start on Friday. It was, it was cool. A lot of people came through that I knew and, and, you know, uh, wanted to see me again and, and old friends and new friends. And, uh, it was a great time. We had a lot of fun and, you know, some people had a lot more fun than I did. It got, it got pretty crunk on Friday. I gotta say, like, uh, you know, Uncle Mike, he was like a Pied Piper of of party, PPP, if you will. You know, Pied Piper of party and Triple P. That's something you have to go to college for in some states. Not Uncle Mike. He just is. Okay, so he just is, and he was having a good old time with with Andy and a, and a whole crew of of folks hanging out with them, and uh, it, it was it was a great time. That was when, and then after the the floor closed. Uh, I, I went and I uh, sang a little karaoke I did Joe to see lately. Uh, 
It was it, not a dry panty in the house. Everyone was crying. I was crying. It was great. Uh, no, it was a lot of fun. So kind of low key after that, we just kind of hung out in the room, uh, just chatting till till late at night, like a like a little slumber party. You know, myself and Lee and and Dave and uh, the lovely Scarlet and Boney was there, and we were having a good old time. And uh, man. You know, talking about Uncle Mike's modeling career and everything else has happened. What a great time. You know, he party, Pied Piper party. I don't know. So we go to bed pretty late, get up, but um, have to get up pretty early, relatively, I guess. But I get up, get going. Uh, one good thing about this this hotel that this ex, that the Mad Monster is always in there is you get they have this huge breakfast buffet that is free if you're staying in the in the hotel it is humongous and there's so much shit so that first day i guess saturday on the way i did not um i went down i didn't really get to eat too much i but but it was there but anyway that's a good thing i went outside with bony that's what i was doing and we were walking we run into uh, ted ramey he's you know a big dog guy so he's talking to bony and and uh you know, petting him and stuff like that. And we're just chatting for a bit, go back in, kind of get my shit together and go down and start the day. And then this is like some people, you know, they just go really hard on Friday. And that's just, you know, some people say it's a mistake. Some people say it's a choice. I don't know. Um, We're still on the fence here with some of the, some of the people, because like I said, some people went hard on Friday. So it was a slow goings for some people getting up um, that we were hanging out with, but everyone did make it. uh, And the the show started off uh, great. Um, Got to see some more people. Uh, Awesome to see, always great to see when people come back by the booth. Like I can't thank you guys enough for taking time to you to come back and, and say what's up to me and, and see what's going on. So, you know, it was a, it was a good day. It was a little bit slower than, I don't know if that's what the expo is. It, school started. Maybe it's just attendance is a little slower or, or I don't know who knows, but it was a little bit slow. Not too bad though. Uh, still had a great time seeing everybody. Uncle Mike took it easy, you know. He still came out to party, but in, a, in an easier mode. He downshifted it, you know. He downshifted the party. It's fine if you do that. Um, so we we had a great day uh, on the floor and hung out. Went upstairs after that for a bit. Ate some. I think we ate Indian food, or we tried to get Indian food, and then it got canceled. And then we had to order pizza. And then I uh, came down to do karaoke again, karaoke. met Dave's mom, shouts out Dave's mom, hey, uh, anyway, you know what that's about, and uh, I, I, sang, I sang Jolene for the uh, karaoke uh, portion of the Saturday evening, and that was a lot of fun, and then we ended up staying up to like four or something, just like chatting and uh, hanging out with Lee and Chris and, 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 you know, just having a good old time and drinking beers and just catching up. And then Sunday, oh, so Sunday I did get up and, and I hit that breakfast bar. I said, Boney, hold up, boy. You eat here and I'm going to go down and I'm going to eat. So I brought some food up. I, of course, I brought Boney up some sausages too. But uh, yeah, always you always got to take advantage of free food because you may not be hungry now, but you'll be hungry later. Mark my words. So went down, you know, got a little bit of stuff to eat. And I was tired, but I wasn't really hungover. Like I said, it was, you know, I never went after, aside from that first, that Thursday evening when I, like I said, I got shammered. Uh, I was just kind of keeping it in, at, an, at a medium pace all the way through the uh, weekend there. Uh, so Sunday, kind of a slower day as well, but but still still pretty cool. 
still, uh, you know, met some new people, saw some, some familiar faces, uh, you know, but it was a shorter day all around. And when it was time to be over, boy, was I sad to say goodbye to everybody and, and especially to Dave and uncle Mike. But you know, it's, it's like all things have to, to end so that we can miss each other or something. And, you know, uh, uncle Mike's got to go off and walk the world and learn a whole nother thing and come when he, we come back again, he's going to like, fuck, I don't know. I don't even know, man. He's going to be like fucking out of both faces or something like two faced guys. He'll be able to part his hair and have like another party face back there. That's all like, ah, who fucking knows, man. It's uncle Mike. But I tell you what I, I will know is that I'll be there, uh, to see it happen. So, um, but yeah, we, we got packed up and we ended up staying in Charlotte another, a couple of days. We didn't think we left on Wednesday morning. Um, Hung out, you know, again with Lee. Happy birthday. Uh, got the, the, the Casio Fuckwatch collabs uh, taken care of. What a man. Uh, what a mighty good man. But we started hitting the road and we ended up coming back to Vegas. We weren't going to. We were going to go to Indianapolis and hang out. But some stuff came up. Uh, nothing major. But but it was a good it was good anyway to just kind of just come home and have a few days here to recharge in your home energy like I like to do. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to think, did I forget anything or miss anyone? I don't know if I did. I hope not. Uh, I love you all. It was a, of course, major shouts out to, uh, to, to Chris Cordy, you know, and Tracy for running the uh, excellent vendor floor as always and keeping shit together and, and putting, putting on a, an excellent show. Uh, you know, I love the shit out of you guys. So thank you. And like, again, it was a great show. It was great to be there and see everyone. And uh, yeah, of course, I'll be back at the next one. I, I guess it'll be in February again. I don't know. But, you know, stay tuned. Ah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That was my recap. Mad Monster Party, uh, Charlotte, Mad Monster Expo. I'm sorry, Charlotte. August 2022. What a time. Thank you all for checking out the show, especially if you're a new listener. Thanks for checking me out. I hope you enjoy it. Everyone uh, for returning. Thank you so much. Tell a friend, telephone, telegraph. Please go to johnwayneisdead.com for all your John Wayne is Dead needs. Don't forget my apparel is still uh, up there. The link is there. You can get some awesome backpacks to go back to school, Johnny. Don't forget your backpack. Um, you know, I've got some awesome... Uh, pants and shirts and all kinds of great stuff there uh barware these awesome pine glasses are pretty rad and uh some you know coffee mugs it's great check it out all my books are at johnwaynesdead.com or anywhere you get books from i appreciate any and all support don't forget to follow me at john wayne is dead on instagram and twitter and tiktok and everything else under the sun and i will see you Yeah.